0: Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody,
1: Arch here, and it is Wednesday after the main show, which can only mean we're talking about fantasy. What's going on, Panther?
2: You know, if if these guys could ever just listen live, the the shit that goes on behind the scenes and just, like, just right there, just listening to you fuck up and have to start all over. It's, it's It's just good stuff, you know, and, uh, well, you get the behind-the-scenes action, but man, the Wednesday is like the only day where there really isn't any football, and we get to talk football, so it just makes the week that much better. Um, no Max today, sadly, he he thinks he doesn't bring much to the table, but he actually did last week, he brought quite a bit to the table, so no Max today, he's got real work issues to do, but we still got Richie Rich. What's up there, Runline?
3: Yeah, Richie Rich in the house. 2-0 in my big money league and uh, 1-1 in my not-so-big money league, so I'm happy about that. and Somehow I was able to pick up Mike Davis with a middle-of-the-road waiver wire claim, so I'm wondering if I got that wrong <laughs> for the Christian McCaffrey replacement. Yeah, it's good to talk about football on hump day. Tomorrow we'll be actually watching football, so I'm looking forward to, to both. Let's stick with that thought for a second. What is a, what's a good waiver wire strategy? So I've, you know, employed one or two strategies and, and, and usually every year, the one I, I've employed the most is every year there's a a, a player that gets injured and his replacement's going to be, you know, just a guaranteed point producer. So, you know, if a Dalvin Cook goes down and Madison, who's a really good running back behind him, takes the full workload, you kind of want that guy on your team if you haven't handcuffed him. So a lot of times I'll just sit on my waiver wire and let myself move my way up to number one. And that way, when that major injury occurs, you know, I'm first in line to get that person. I think the other way to do it is just be indiscriminate, try to pick up as many people as you can that you think. And, you know, it's the whole throw something against the wall and see what sticks approach. So I think if you're a good team and you're at the top of your rankings uh, at your standings and, you know, your scoring points, employing the, you know, trying to get the number one uh, um, waiver claim spot, if, you're, if your league doesn't reset every week and then – you know, snatching up that superstar when they become available—that's the one I would employ. If you're in the one that resets every week, then I would just go about trying to pick up people that you want when you want them. What about you, Panther? What's your what's your method for
1: waiver wire acquisitions? Well,
2: so in our in our particular league, our waiver wire really only uh, applies to people that have waived players. Uh, our guys are free agents all all through, so we don't start over every week. But you'll find guys who will make a mistake. Somebody doesn't perform very well. And so they wave him and try and go, you know, they're just trying to get lucky off of the wire. And so I use my waiver claim to pick up James White. Somebody just flacked out, you know, just wave James White. And I'm like, look, he missed a game because of his parents getting in a car crash. But Cam Newton's going to throw to him. They're going to throw to him a lot. So um, he's not a starter for me, just a bench player. But my thing is, if you can pick up a player, and it doesn't matter who it is, um, if you can pick up a player and it ultimately makes you deeper and a better team, then you use your waiver wire selection. You go do that.
1: Nice. Okay. That's some good advice. All right. So Rich, what should, what are we for DFS? Let's just stay with DFS. What are we looking at this week? What's jumping out at you?
3: In terms of, um, player, I, you know, we, I like to start with the stacks and the quarterbacks yeah. and the, um, and they're wide receivers. But we'll start with a sneaky quarterback play, I think, this week. And, you know, around where I live, he gets a lot of flag. Nobody likes him in the news. They all talk bad about him on talk radio. Not as bad as the guy who just got thrown off a 670 to score for, for – uh, I forget the girl's name on ESPN, but he had some rough comments for her. But Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, boy. Yes. Against that Atlanta – Falcons defense. So I think Mitchell Trubisky from the Chicago Bears could be uh, a a good place to start your fantasy quarterback um, tandem with wide receiver with Allen Robinson or maybe Anthony Miller because that Atlanta defense can't stop anything. Hmm. Panther?
2: I don't know if I would use up enough points in all the other positions, wide receiver, running back, that would make me so desperate that I would ever employ Mitch Trubisky <laughs> in any situation. Now, I don't disagree with Rich because Atlanta will probably come out, build up a big lead, find a way to choke it away, and much like das- Dak Prescott last week, throw for 450 yards. But I don't know if you can really count on who to stack the wide receiver with. My, the guy I'm looking at this week is down in Arizona. Kyler Murray still has tunnel vision for DeAndre Hopkins, and they've got a very um, favorable matchup against the Detroit Lions at home in Arizona, not to mention the fact that it, it's more than likely that he will get one rushing score on top of what he does in the air. So from a stack position for me this week, I'm looking at Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins.
3: And that's definitely one of the better pairs. I have them uh, – They they deliver – about 3 point almost 4 points for every dollar that you're going to spend on the on the duo which is one of the higher combinations in the league so I'm definitely with you on that stack another one I'd be looking at too is right back to stack dak <laughs> against the Seattle Seahawks defense that that cam Newton threw what for 400 yards or some crazy number yeah it's probably been since his days in auburn that he threw for 400 yards <laughs> I think, you're or maybe even the Juco that he was at before that. So I think you're going to see Dak Prescott put up big numbers again. And the question is, who do you want to team him up with? If you want to save a little bit of money, you might team him up with the tight end Dalton Schultz, who, for whatever reason, since uh, Blake Jarwin's gone out of the game, has been one of the top targets for, for Dak. And the other one I would put him with is CeeDee Lamb, who is, I think, a bona fide. I think he's already worked himself into Dallas' number two at best or 1A wide receiver, if not number one. Uh, so I, I would put Dak with either Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamb and then build your lineup from there. Is the CeeDee Lamb combination is the one that delivers the most value, projected points for the dollar amount you're spending this week. Mm. Yeah, oh.
2: I, don't, I don't hate the Dak and CeeDee Lamb, um, although I do hate Cowboys in general, out of principle, but one other one that I would give um, a little credence to, uh, Cam Newton started to find some favorability with Mr. Edelman, um, put up a nice game last week, as you through for nearly 400 yards, and the hoodie is really starting to show some faith and some trust, and much like Kyler Murray, you get those bonus points from the rushing yards, the rushing touchdowns, uh, And but make no mistake about it. Cam Newton is going to score some rushing touchdowns this year. He's already done so in the first two games. He will probably outproduce Lamar Jackson from the rushing touchdown perspective, if not the uh, throwing perspective. So Cam Newton and Julian Edelman against that Raider defense, um, I think there's some value with those guys as well.
3: Yeah, I don't have, I, I agree with you 100%. And speaking of Cam Newton, is there any question he's going to be leading the Patriots in rushing touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, no one's going to be close to it. He's also
1: going to be leading and getting stopped at the goal line, too, on fourth down. Yeah. You know, well, not fourth down, but with the clock expiring. Man, you're paying a lot for Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. though. It's, they're pretty high up the list, number one, number two.
3: Yeah, well, when you look at the combination though, what I'm looking yeah. at is incremental points. How much? How many points are you getting for the money that you're spending? So when you pair up Ceedee Lamb with uh, Dak Prescott, surprisingly, Ceedee Lamb's value is not caught up to his, um, you know, what he's putting on the field so far. Mm-hmm. Most likely because he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. But as much as he's being targeted down the middle of the field, it's only a couple. of I, – I, It's not long before Ceedee Lamb has. You know he's got a he had a hundred yard game in his second game in the NFL. He's highly targeted by Dak. He's definitely got the most run after the catch ability on the Cowboys. It's not long before he has a two or three touchdown game. That that game is coming. Seattle's the kind of defense that it can happen with. And I agree. Yeah, Russell Wilson is a very expensive guy, but he spreads the ball around too. So you're not getting as much value with either DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. So I, I would lean more towards the Dak side of that equation. Okay. Okay.
1: So I'm looking at totals. The Dallas-Seattle right now, as it sits, is the highest over-under. Uh, Bet 365 has got that at 56. Clearly higher than anything else. Detroit-Arizona, the total in that one's 54 and a 54.5. So it looks like you guys are sniffing out
3: where the most points are probably going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and the other side of that Arizona game is uh, Matt Stafford's most likely going to get Kenny Galladay back. And when he has Kenny Galladay, he locks on him like he used to lock on Megatron. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Kenny Galladay with double-digit targets. Guy's got a good catch radius. Good catch radius. So it wouldn't shock me to see him come off the bench and, you know, catch 8, nine, ten balls for 100 plus yards and a touchdown too there. So that's another sneaky, um, you know, stack that you might think about. Panther, anything they'll else? Be, yeah.
2: They'll be chasing They'll be chasing points, too, because they'll be behind in that Arizona game. So, And they can't make any heads or tails out of the three running backs. So, yeah, I, even though I agree with the sentiment, it's not a play I would ever make. I'm not going to spend the money, no matter how cheap it is, on Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay because you can do much better.
1: Okay. Who should we avoid? Who's somebody you think is a little overpriced, Rich?
3: Who's somebody I think is a little overpriced? Well, looking at the um, – I think Tom Brady's probably a little overpriced. I don't have him scoring as many points this week as he has um in recent weeks. I think that you're also looking at um, you know, coming off a pretty good uh performance on Monday night football. People might lean towards Derek Carr. I think he'll he'll be at the lower third of quarterbacks to
4: Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJens. proud to say that we're The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
0: Say goodbye.
3: Uh, Jared Goff is another that I might consider not looking at. And I think probably the most overvalued is going to be Deshaun Watson. I have him in – I think that poor guy is going to have a really rough year because his GM should be fired. Even though they got David Johnson, they can't run the ball. So I, I think poor Deshaun doesn't have anybody to throw to, doesn't have anybody to hand off to, and you're still paying a price for him like you did last year. So he's probably the number one quarterback that I would avoid. This is the, uh,
1: for that Tampa, Tampa Bay, this is the lowest total they've had in the season so far. Almost a touchdown down from where they were last week. So, yeah, it looks like if you're pl- I wouldn't take Brady in fantasy this week at all. Panther?
2: Oh, especially on the road. Um, yeah, the guy, the guy I, I have a love affair with Patrick Mahomes, but from a fantasy perspective, he's way overpriced for what the production you've gotten out of him in the, the first two games. Um, so, for me, uh, you know, the there's so much value at the quarterback position. Uh, Patrick Mahomes
3: is trucking, yeah. right out of the signal. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes tends to be a little bit overvalued. Right. I agree with him. You know, and I would also avoid. I think, and from a wide receiver perspective, you know, Adam Thielen is not a cheap wide receiver, and you know, he, he, but he's living off last year's reputation. And right now, Kurt Cousins is just He's just garbage. He's broken. And I wouldn't pay up for him until they show me one or two games where they have it going together again. Another guy I would be a little concerned about is Julio Jones. I know Atlanta has a high-profile offense, but in that high-scoring game last week against the Cowboys, I know he dropped a, a touchdown pass that would have helped him a lot. But he wasn't really that involved. Russell Gage was more involved. So it was. Uh, it's clear that for touchdowns, Matt Ryan prefers Calvin Ridley. So Julio Jones is another guy I would definitely think about fading. Last week, you know, my 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 Scotty Miller play didn't even get any looks. So I, I would, unless he bounces back, I would definitely think about not adding Scotty Miller. Yeah. And in the running back in that place, it seems to me pretty clear that after last week, Leonard Fournette is going to take over. I wouldn't spend a nickel on Ronald Jones, the third. None. Okay. Nothing. Panther, get your signal back.
2: Yeah, there's about a two mile window there where I lose it, but um, no, I completely agree. I'm trying to steal Leonard Fournette in my fantasy league from a guy before he realizes that he's going to be the bell cow in Tampa Bay, and I've always thought that was going to be the thing. So you you can still get him on the cheap, um, and this is what I was talking about, where you can get some of these higher price receivers and uh, quarterbacks because there's just so much value at the running back position. You can still get Leonard Fournette. You can still get James Robinson. Um, you know, there's some of these guys who are still going to put up real good productive numbers at a fraction of the cost. So, yeah, and, and I agree with Rich on Julio Jones that it's kind of a three-headed monster with Calvin Ridley and uh, Justin Gage, but it looks like Julio might be number three in that pecking order um, I as a matter of fact, I even picked up Gage on my fantasy team um, because he's just sitting there. Nobody's picked him up, and you know they, they're not going to run the ball very effectively. You can't trust Todd Gurley, and he's not going to tote the rock 25 times. So if uh, Matt Ryan's going to throw it 50 times a game, I want those wide receivers
3: for sure. Hmm. On the on the running back side, I think that you can get some great value in uh, in David Montgomery this week from the Chicago Bears. Much like some of the players are overpriced because of their performance last year, I think David Montgomery is a little underpriced because of his performance last year. The the coach here in Chicago, um, Matt Hagee, didn't want to run the ball that much. He is running the ball this year. And David Montgomery has performed exceptionally well. So I think you're going to see David Montgomery against Atlanta have a pretty solid day. He's one of the lower-priced running backs in DraftKings for only $5,700. It's a guy I would definitely have my eye on. And then also for the Chargers, um, a gentleman uh, last week had a pretty good game, by the name of um, Joshua something or another. I, Joshua Kelly. It's only five thousand dollars. I think he could have a pretty solid game too, running the ball this weekend. If you're looking for some value, like a low price guy to fill out your lineup, and one other guy, it, it, the San Francisco backfield just a complete mess. So you got two guys there. Jarek McKinnon's probably going to get the bulk of the work, and he's really inexpensive at $5,000, 4900 bucks. So those are three running backs right there that you can maybe you know, draft your team and then at the end plug one of those three guys in to fill the $5,000 hole, and that will allow you to spend money wherever you want elsewhere.
1: All right. Good tips. Good tips. Yeah, I, I wanted to backtrack just a little bit. I guess I'll spoil next Monday's show just a little bit. Yeah, stay off that Kansas City-Baltimore game. They have it set at 53 total points. It's going under. So just keep that in mind. I'm expecting a lower scoring game than what you might think you would get. All right. Is there anything else we should touch on? Panther?
2: Yeah, real quick. So it just happened yesterday, and we kind of knew it was going to happen. Is there any value at all? I know the Giants suck, Mm. but Devontae Freeman is an improvement over – all the other options, not named Saquon Barkley. Is there any value at all? Should we consider Devontae Freeman at all as, you know, running back number two or a flex guy? Um, Because you're going to get him on the cheap. He's going to be so cheap. I tend to think not because, A, the Giants suck, and, B, they're going to be behind and be forced to throw. But I was kind of wondering what your take on Devontae Freeman there, Rich.
3: My take is that Devontae Freeman is not Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley sucked in that offense and he's only going to be the run guy. Dion Lewis is going to be the guy that catches the passes. Whereas before Saquon was a three down back. So if I were going to go anywhere in that backfield, I would go with Dion Lewis, especially this week because you don't know what kind of shape Devonte Freeman is in. So to me, the play that week game script probably has the giants behind throwing the ball. Uh, and Dion Lewis is the guy that's going to get the catches. So I would go there this week and then let's see how Devonte Freeman plays he didn't play very well in a high-powered offense last year in Atlanta. They let him go. Nobody else wanted him, so I would fade him this week for sure. There we go. All
1: right,
2: and then the and last thing I'm going to touch on real quick, we didn't touch on tight ends, but and this is kind of where you pick – sometimes you just have your favorite. Sometimes you have the guy you must have on your team. And until Derek Carr can look another direction, <laughs> if he's going to throw 16 targets a game at Mr. Waller, he's going to be on my fantasy lineup. Every single week, you don't have to pay Kelsey money. You don't have to pay Kittle money and you're getting far more production. I'm telling you guys, Waller is a guy you want every single week.
3: And if you're looking for value at that spot, like I mentioned, um, Dak likes to throw the ball to Dalton Schultz since he's been in the lineup. He's really inexpensive. Um, and then yeah, Waller is definitely a guy you want to look at because he you know, Derek Carr is in love with him. Another guy that's getting a lot of targets, is kind of flown under the radar and he got the same amount of targets, whether it was Herbert in the pocket or whether it was Tyrod Taylor as Hunter Henry. He got eight targets in both games. He's pretty inexpensive. So I would look at him there. And on the Thursday night game in terms of stack, the stack I would probably go with, I know Gardner is the, you know, gets the mustache gets all of the love, um, but he spreads the ball out a lot more than Fitzpatrick does. So tomorrow night, my stack is going to be Fitzpatrick and his tight end mike gusecki i think that's where you're going to find the best quarterback wide receiver um, combo on thursday night
1: all right touched on everything i just uh just got a note from one of the sports apps gail sayers just passed away Ooh, sad yeah it's very sad Mm -hmm. it's going to hit home hard here in chicago yeah that's uh, that's unfortunate Mm. wish i could have played fantasy football back then i would have liked to have him on my team (laughs) for sure Or Walter. Uh, one.
2: Yeah. one of the all-time
1: greats. Yeah, sure. indeed. All right. Well, on that somber note, we're going to wrap it up. Panther. Or excuse me, Rich. Take us. Take us. Take it. Take, take it, us. It, take it, take it.
3: That's it for Rich. Huh? Well, like, yeah. like you know, whether you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, make sure you give us the highest rating possible because the higher the ratings go, the higher up the search rankings we go. And that helps us bring more people to the show. And, and, and then from there um, you always want to tell your friends about it so I think it's a pretty good show We do. Arch knows last night we were texting back and forth and emailing back and forth and, and it takes hours and hours and hours to put all this data together and I know Arch will be putting our rankings up on the site very shortly so make sure you head over to Absolute Degeneracy for all your fantasy friends go ahead and send them the link on Facebook on Twitter however you communicate friends don't let friends fantasy fantasize <laughs> for sure without Absolute Degeneracy <laughs> Panther, I know you're somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Take us home.
2: I swear to God, when they talk about the middle of nowhere, it's a picture of Nebraska. You can see the curvature of the earth. You can see so far out here. Um, but, man, you guys know the deal. So, AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, DGEN's exclamation point app. Um, we talk about our fantasy lineup. We talk about our DFS. Whatever. You guys come in there, shoot the shit, ask questions. I'm asking questions I'm not a know-it-all. Let me tell you something. Last week was so bad. I lost by four points in my fantasy matchup because my two wide receivers combined came up with two points. Will Fuller didn't play, and Henry Ruggs was a damn no-show. So, I, uh, you know, we don't hit them all, but we like to talk about it. So, jump on there, shoot the shit with us. Let us know what you're gonna do but when it's all said and done, kids. Let's make some money, fools